I'm so glad you're joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers on the life and legacy of Chadwick Boseman. We were all shocked when we heard about his passing at the age of 43 from a disease that many of us knew he did not even have. He changed the world with the roles that he portrayed on screen, uplifted millions of people around the world with his role as the Black Panther. We're going to talk about his life and legacy and the lessons and even the way he conducted himself and handled his career and the message that seems to run throughout all of the roles that he selected. Joining me for this conversation is Clayton Davis. He's the Film Awards Editor for Variety. Clayton, great to have you with us. Thanks for having me, Lisa. Thank you so much. Also joining us is Chuck Kriegmer. He's the CEO and co-founder of allhiphop.com. Chuck, great to have you with us. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much. Also with us is David Betancourt. He's a Washington Post reporter on comic book culture. David, great to have you with us. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. Clayton, when you look at the films that Chadwick Boseman starred in and the roles that he played, what kind of common thread do you see throughout all of those? Uh, I see uh, a person who took the opportunities that were afforded to him and wanted to make sure that grappling with a disease that none of us knew of or knew, knew that he had, he didn't want that to be the conversation that surrounded his career. He wanted to make a bigger impact than, than what he went out on in terms of, you know, what took him out of this world. He saw the value and he saw what he meant to the black community more so than just being T'Challa or being James Brown or being Thurgood Marshall. You know, he wanted to be a symbol for future generations to come up, be inspired and want to actually get into the industry. And not a lot of those uh, opportunities are afforded to young black boys and girls out there. And he, he saw himself as bigger. His, his symbolization was bigger than the movies he was in. All right. Chuck, in, ter- in, terms of his, in terms of his position and what he meant, especially to black men and black boys, tell us about that. Yeah, I mean, he meant everything to black men and black boys. Um, I've, there's some obvious ones, obviously, with regard to the Black Panther um, that movie was so much more than just a movie. I, I really do consider it a movement that hearkened back to our uh, true roots in Africa. And uh, it allowed us to celebrate uh, not only the strength and power that comes from that, the motherland, I should say, but it also um, represents the strength, I think, that we all have innately. Uh, Wakanda is a fictional country, but hypothetically speaking, or even an alternative reality without oppressive forces it it couldn't be a true reality and then there are all his other roles which all represented uh strong men but more than that i think uh chadwick himself his life represented him as that sort of classic man that we can all look to and follow in the words that he spoke the speeches that he spoke and also some of the um, moves he made in his career, turning certain roles down because they were stereotypical and really taking a stand when he had everything to lose um, in those positions. Exactly. Um, David, in terms of the, the superhero Black Panther, because he did, the, he did so many amazing roles, but it was really Black Panther that galvanized the attention of millions of people around the world. What is it about the Black Panther as superhero that resonates with everybody? It was a combination of a lot of things. Uh, Probably the most important is there are only so many well-known black superheroes to begin with. Of the few that are around, Black Panther is by far, in a way, the top 
black superhero of all time. And it's always been that you talk to anyone who reads comic books or is into the culture, they will tell you who's the best black, you know, there's a debate, you know, you've got people who are Spider-Man people, you've got people who are Batman people. There's no debate when it comes to the black superheroes, it's the black Panther. And then there's everyone else. And it's always been that way, which is why the casting was so important. Marvel studios knew they needed someone who could take on not just the role, but the responsibility and the anticipation from the fans that came with it. And Nate Moore has said many times, Nate Moore is a producer of Black Panther, the one black producer at Marvel Studios. He said they looked very heavily at Chadwick's role in 42 when he played Jackie Robinson and how well he handled that responsibility. And his performance there let them know that he could handle taking on such what was really the role of his career. No, absolutely. Clayton, in terms of the roles, take us through some of, some of the, role, the pivotal roles. I mean, uh, we just mentioned 42 playing Jackie Robinson. Uh, you know, I think that was the first time I really uh, saw that there was something in him that was deeper than just the aesthetic of the biopic role. Playing Jackie Robinson is a very baity role. You know, it wasn't, they weren't just propping him up for like, you know, Oscar attention or anything like that. He, there was something deeper. Uh, he saw the, the importance of playing those roles. Going into Thurgood Marshall, uh, you know, and, and, and taking on, you know, the first Supreme Court uh, justice of African-American uh, descent. He, I mean, he, he just really saw the role that he played in giving education to the black community in a way that we don't have access to. I mean, I can, I can recall being, you know, in, in, in grade school when I went to school in the Bronx, we didn't have that access to, first of all, the history books that would let me know who my black uh, heroes could be. Right. And then even when it comes to the access of film education, that's non-existent uh, unless you're in a very prestigious area. And I didn't get to learn about some of these uh, black figures that could uh, inspire me even more even more so with my love of film until I got way into my adult years. Chadwick wanted a five-year-old boy sitting at home to see T'Challa and, and say, I want to be like him. But then more so, it bleeds behind the camera. Ryan Coogler gets to take on the mantle of Black Panther. Uh, and then it becomes very inclusive. I mean, Rachel Morrison, first woman ever nominated, nominated for cinematography at the Academy Awards for Mudbound, uh, from director D. Reese, an, another prominent uh, Black director. She shot Black Panther. You know, we, we don't see a lot of these things. It, it, Ch- so it was like was, a level, it was like a level up in, 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 so, in so many it ways. Was, it was everyone. It was in front. It was behind. Like, it was, it was the family dynamic. And I think Ryan Coogler's op-ed about, you know, first of all, not knowing, you know, because I think we all assume that he knew. He must have, right. We think he must have known. And plus it was such a physical role too. Yeah, 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 it it was, it's, 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 that's when you know that what he was doing was so much greater than, you know, I mean, we're all sad and and it's devastating to that part of the, of the community, but he gave us a gift that we didn't, ask for nor do we think we deserve like now he he will be a symbol for generations to come black panther will never be seen in the same 
way that it was seen. No, absolutely. That's good to see now. All right, coming up, we're going to ask our guests what they think about Chadwick Boseman as a role model for young black men. That's coming up. Stay with us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Salute. This is General Steele from Smith & Wesson. And right now, you're listening to Street Soldiers with your girl, Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, and real people. Only on Hot 97. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. In this episode, we're talking about the life and legacy of Chadwick Boseman. Joining me for this conversation, Clayton Davis. He's a film awards editor for Variety. Clayton, great to have you with us. Thanks for having me, Lisa. Thank you. Also with us is Chuck Creekmer. He's a CEO and co-founder of allhiphop.com. Chuck, great to have you with us. Glad to be here. Thank you so much. Also joining us is David Betancourt. He's a Washington Post reporter on comic book culture. David, great to have you with us. Thanks for having me. David, in terms of the comic book culture, you talk about how important comic books are, especially to kids and especially to getting ideas of what's possible, even though it may be imaginary for them. Give us an idea of what you think Black Panther, the comic book and the film are, are contributing and the impact they're having, especially on young black boys. To, to start with the comic first, the comic was very important because of when it debuted. The Black Panther made its first appearance in 1966 in an issue of Fantastic Four, um, right in the middle of the civil rights movement in America, uh, created by Stanley and Jack Kirby, two men who are not black, who, but who realized that that type of representation was very important for superhero culture. So in, in that aspect, he's always been, from his inception, from the moment he first debuted in pop culture and comic books, he's always been a very relevant character with a lot of heavy historical context behind him. In terms of Chadwick's performance, uh, what is so revolutionary about it is other than, you know, Wesley Snipes being Blade, who really people don't give enough credit for, that was the first Marvel movie that let people know that these characters could work on film. But part of the reason Blade was able to get made is most people didn't know it was a comic book movie. Comic books had a, comic book movies had a taboo on them back then. But once they became successful, big money-making franchises, uh, there was a clear lack of representation with the initial heroes that were presented, especially from Marvel Studios, the entire Avengers roster, other than the Incredible Hulk being green. And yes, you have Nick Fury, Sam Jackson, but he's kind of like the leader on the side. So everyone knew a Black Panther movie was coming once Marvel Studios movies became successful. And it is, you have to put a huge relevance on the fact that, you know, in 2018, seeing Chadwick do the things that he did on the screen wearing a superhero suit, taking off that mask and seeing his face, those things had a huge impact because they're things that I never saw when I was a kid who loved superhero movies growing up. So I can only, I saw it as an adult. I can only imagine watching that movie as an eight-year-old, as a 10-year-old, as a 12-year-old, and you can see it with the response uh, since the passing of Chadwick was announced. Yeah, my, my, my childhood included uh, a duck by the name of Howard. And that was my comic book representation of diversity, you know, kind of taking up that space. I, I think uh, David brings up a lot of good points there when it comes to uh, what what's just available to the community to, you know, everyone has their Batmans and Iron Mans and Supermans, you know, you believe a man can fly. It, 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 we need that, uh, that access that looks like the people that are that are that are here in this country and listen it, and it goes obviously deeper than that like you know obviously we fight for a lot of you know black representation and you know as a half black man myself but you know latino representation in superheroes also has, has struggled a lot you know we haven't seen that with, women, Marvel, you know, women. With, with, the, with the exception of michael pena as a as a sidekick to ant-man you know we, we don't get a lot of that and we so can do a lot better than that yeah, yeah, and we and we and we can continue to push 
uh, the boundaries. And, and I have to commend Marvel for moving in that direction. But, you know, we always want them to move just a tad faster. Chuck, in, in terms of... In terms of what it means also to the, the representation of black men to people who are not black, to other cultures, to other races, to an international audience, especially with Black Panther, it's emphasizing qualities that we all know are, are here in reality, but are often not portrayed in the popular media or just in the whole media narrative. Speak to us about that. Yeah, you know, that's actually exactly what I was about to say uh, in twenty. 20- Uh, 16 when Civil War first dropped and um, that's when we were introduced to uh, the Black Panther in film. I uh, casually went to Comic-Con in San Diego and wore a very casual cosplay of the Black Panther. And uh, I thought I was kind of in disguise almost, you know, just like no one's going to notice this very low key. But lo and behold, this, this little... This, this white woman, I should say, uh, came up to me and, and, and just was like, uh, you know, my son wants to take a picture with you. Would you mind taking a picture? And I had like, you know, I had this on. I had uh, African medallion. <laughs> you know, it was like it was a jacket over I top. I asked you to put it on for the show. Yeah, and, and her son really recognized that and was really excited about it. And I was shocked. I really was. And I was on a, a panel and we were talking about it then as well. But, you know, uh, it's not just black kids and, and black men uh, that are affected and impacted by this. It's also people of other colors and races. Mm-hmm. And we have to remember that our sort of, you know, education system, our indoctrination, a lot of times black people are seen as thugs, prostitutes, pimps. Right. Black the men. negative stereotypes. Exactly. So this was the exact opposite. It really showed the intelligence, the brilliance, um, also, you know, some of the superhero, the traditional superhero qualities that go with being a a, a hero. And uh, I think that's really important that everyone is able to see the full uh, breadth of what uh, black men and black people have to offer. I was going to say, Lisa, to add to that, um, I think we have, well, let's look at this from the business side too, right? Cause that's what the studios want to make money. Right. Black Panther is the fourth highest grossing film of all time in North America. Like it did not sneeze at the box office to prove that it, it's not just, it's not just a, for the black people. Chuck said it best. It is for everyone to engage with from an, a, an acclaimed critical standpoint it's like one of the only times that critics and regular people were on the same page about how good this movie, how good a movie it actually was and is, you know, it was nominated for seven Academy Awards, first superhero film to be nominated for best picture. Dark Knight was snubbed for best picture in 2008 It made the Academy Awards expand their best picture lineup from five to 10. And it, from 2008 until Black Panther was nominated, no superhero film, Black Panther's able to do it. Black Panther won three Oscars on the night. One for production design, one for costumes, the other one for uh, its score. Production design and score, Anna Beachler and Ruthie Carter, first black women, black people, period, but black women to win those categories. This is why it was truly a pay-it-forward kind of experience. Like, it wasn't, like, Chadwick knew it wasn't just him at the center of it. It was something that bled to, I mean, Ruthie Carter's worked with Spike Lee for years and decades. 
and finally got her due, you know, and, and it was, and it, that's how important Black Panther is to the industry. It, it wasn't just about, it is heavy about the symbolization of him and what, what it brings, but it's an inclusive thing that just opens everyone's minds to, first of all, that everyone gets surprised constantly that Black people go to the movies, but that, you know, that stories about different cultures can actually you know, impact and Clay, you can diff- say, you can say, just say it, you can say it straight out is that that movie made that much money too, because there were a lot of white audiences and non-black audiences around the world, especially yeah. here in the United States that went to see that. So that had, it had a huge impact. We actually need to take a short break. We'll be back right after this. Hey, what up y'all? This is Lloyd, the King of Hearts, and this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, and real people only on Hot 9-7. You did. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. In this episode, we're talking about the incredible life and legacy of Chadwick Boseman. Joining me for this conversation is Clayton Davis. He's a film awards editor for Variety. Clayton, great to have you with us. Thanks, Lisa. Also joining us is Chuck Creekmer. He's the CEO and co-founder of allhiphop.com. Chuck, great to have you with us. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Also joining us is David Betancourt. He's a Washington Post reporter on comic book culture. David, great to have you with us. Thanks for having me. David, you're with one of the top newspapers in the United States. Well, probably, I would say, in the world. You cover the comic book culture. You know how a lot of people, personalities, celebrities, famous people move nowadays where everything is kind of out there for public consumption. I think one of the reasons people were so shocked by Chadwick Boseman's passing was that people, nobody really knew that he was sick. How different is that from the way that a lot of celebrities conduct their lives now. Well, one thing I think we're learning as more news of this comes out, especially as we find out that so many people close to Chadwick who worked with him on movies didn't know as well. Chadwick was a very private person. Uh, he had a very tight inner circle. He was not flamboyant. He was not, you know, th- there are a lot of celebrities that social media is a huge part of who they are. Uh, Chadwick was not that type of celebrity. He valued his privacy very much. Um, I, I keep thinking back to a conversation I had with Ryan Coogler, the director of Black Panther, when he was here in Washington, D.C. for a screening. And we talked for almost an hour uh, about the movie for a story I was working on. But, you know, the, 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 pu- the publicity for that movie was huge. That cast, they traveled the world to promote that movie. And I could see in Ryan just talking to him how tired he was. Not that he wasn't excited, not that he wasn't proud of what he'd done, but you could tell this this takes a lot of energy. This takes a lot. And thinking back to how I could see in just Ryan's mannerisms, speaking to him, how much energy that took out, it just makes me respect what Chad do that much more, knowing that not only was he sick the entire time that they were all going through that huge publicity tour, but that he, he kept it to himself. And also, and Chuck, tremendous, tremendous dedication, too, because as we learned, he had, uh, at the end, towards the end, stage four colon cancer, very painful, went through many surgeries, also chemotherapy, and yet just pushed himself to continue to do these roles. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's just, I mean, it's, it's amazing, and it's, it's just really hard to even process the fact that um, the majority of his uh, if you will, greatness and his legacy was solidified um, after he found out he had cancer. And I, I don't, I don't know what it's like to have cancer, but I do. I've had family members, even my mother, who's who's dealt with that. And um, 
it's 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 a terribly stressful um, disease to have. Um, I think that's where purpose comes in, and that's where the the you know your faith and and spirituality kicks in, and where you understand. Um, your mission is a little bit different than someone else who's meant to uh, stick around for 90 years or 80 or whatever the, the case may be. I really feel that he understood very clearly his purpose uh, for being here. And that is something that allows you to be much more focused on exactly what you're here to do. And the purpose. Clayton, do you think he, he kind of harkens back to this era of Hollywood actors and stars that were just like, let my work speak for itself. My work will tell you who I, who I am and, wh- and what I stand for. And the, the rest of it is not important. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, I can, I can think of like Denzel Washington, uh, post-Glory, post his Oscar win for Glory, uh, doing like Ricochet. And, uh, you know, just like, you know, he had that kind of presence and, and he's done a, and Chuck did a lot in his, in, you know, in this short amount of seven movies in four years, all battling cancer. I mean, like, I, I actually moderated a Q&A with him in New York this past November uh, for 21 oh, so Bridges. so tell us about that. Yeah, for 21 Bridges, he was a star of and he produced the film and... Uh, I moderated the Q&A with him and, and, and uh, Stefan James was there as well. And we did the entire Q&A energy, like really into it. And it was for a, a normal movie going crowd. And we left the theater and he took pictures with 20 to 30 people that were just, I mean, he was getting mobbed, you know, because he's T'Challa walking out of a movie theater. People right, right, exactly. And he took a picture with like every single one and I waited there with him and we went down the escalator together and like I talked to him and, and, and like, you just never know like what's going on. And I remember make, making a really like, like I would say a really out of Kurt's sly, stupid comment when I got home to my wife and I was like, Chad looks a lot like smaller in person. Like, and you just see things like that and you look back and you're like, God, like what, like you don't know what's going on in someone's life. This coming March is going to mark 20 years uh, my grandmother passed away from colon cancer. Same thing, and was very and hers was very quick. They caught it late, and then sorry. you know a month it, it was done. I think more so, this is going to bring a big health awareness to the black community that we don't get enough of. I mean, I think the media has been doing some really good stories on on colon cancer and what's happening. Uh, how you should, you know a lot of forty year old men are going to make doctor's appointments now to get that's when they say you should start getting checked. And I think that's going to be another uh, gift that he has provided our community. So no, absolutely. And, he, and he, did, he, he did a lot about that. David, in terms of some people are describing him as a superhero in real life, um, not just for what he portrayed on screen. What's your opinion on that? I think it's the truth. Uh, you know, to see Chadwick, uh, he was very passionate about visiting sick kids. And now we know what we didn't know back then when he was doing all that, you know, some people just do that for the publicity. Right. Uh, you could feel the sincerity uh, in, the, in the few times we could see Chadwick at hospital visiting, ter- visiting terminally ill kids. Uh, there's that very famous radio interview that he gave that went viral where he was talking about two terminally ill children that were trying to hold on to see Black Panther and they didn't make it. And he broke down and he, he could barely finish his sentence, not only for, for the, the pain that he felt for those two kids, but knowing 
that he was going through that same battle, but he was keeping it from everyone. And it's, it's really amazing to watch that interview now, knowing what we know now, but uh, it, to be heroic, you know, to, I, I, you know, we'll never know. And that's, you know, these type of debates are between him and his family, but I really think he, he was trying to beat this. And I think if he beat it, he would have, you know, tried to use it for inspiration for a lot of the people that he met when he was visiting those hospitals. Um, but yes, def- definitely a hero. He was, you know, in, in times where he, he could be recuperating, he was spending his free time trying to put a smile on a sick kid's face. I know. It's yeah. unbelievable. I, th- I, th- I think about like, I think about like his wife, like what, like, like you get this diagnosis four years ago and then, then you go to work like, uh, like tirelessly for the next four years, you know, and like, there's gotta be a grace there that we, that, I mean, listen, we always, don't give enough praise to black women and their roles in our, in our, in our culture, but God knows what she was. What kind of support and love she must have. She was giving him up for the rest of us. You know, there's, there's a much bigger picture and we can dissect that for, for such a long time. All right, this is Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We'll be right back. Yo, what up? This your homie Ace Hood, and this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real poly tricks, and real people only on Hot 97. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. In this episode, we're talking about the life and legacy of Chadwick Boseman. Joining me for this conversation is Clayton Davis. He's a film awards editor for Variety. Clayton, great to have you with us. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you. Also with us is Chuck Kriegmer. He's the CEO and co-founder of allhiphop.com. Chuck, great to have you with us. Thank you. And also joining us is David Betancourt. He's a Washington Post reporter on comic book culture. David, great to have you with us. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Um, Chuck, in terms of his, his legacy, what we can learn from him, these, these lessons, the, you know, for the privacy, but most of all, I would say the, deter- the determination and just to, keep on going what what do you you know what will you take away from his his life yeah well one thing you know he had a quote that said the struggles something along the lines of the struggles you encounter along the way are meant to shape you for your purpose that was at the uh, 2018 Howard commencement speech and that whole speech was just it was epic at the time and now it has even more relevance but I think that uh, again you know Chadwick just harkens back to a, a day uh, where people were about the work, they were about their people, they did not uh, necessarily chase whatever would get them a headline or a click or a like or a view. They really were about the bigger picture and it goes back to legacy. And I think that um, <clears throat> there's a lot to take away from that. I mean, I think we'll be unpacking his legacy for a very long time in the same fashion that we, uh, or at least I do, I still look at Denzel speeches and things like that just for inspiration. And I do believe he'll be that type of inspirational um, figure as to what you can accomplish. After he died, so many of my friends uh, reached out and, um, you know, it's like, oh, we got to finish this book. Oh, I got to finish this play. I got to write this movie. You know, like the urgency, like, hey, wait a minute, he was 43 years old. Tomorrow is not guaranteed. Absolutely. And uh, that's important. You know, 
there's a phrase called die empty, die empty. That means all the gifts that you've been given, you have to pour them into the universe or into the world and give them to people. And when you really think about it, even though Chadwick's body of work is, is, is technically over a short period of time, you know, some folks have said, you know, his casket is empty. He gave it all, uh, all away. And even, um, be, even beyond what he had to give, what be, be, being so sick, David, was there anything about him? You know, you you, you talked with with Ryan Coogler, the the director, the Black Panther director, and then seeing the films and really really studying Chadwick. Did was there anything about his life that changed the way you look at your own life? One thing I really respect about Chadwick, um, first, just he he was so important to me because he played two of my favorite figures in the history of existence. I mean, I'm a big baseball fan. I'm half African-American. So, of course, I know who Jackie Robinson is. Also, I'm black, and I love comic books. So, of course, I know who the Black Panther is. Cadwick was both of those people, two very iconic people in my mind. Um, I think back to something he said about, you know, a, a lot of actors like Chadwick, when they're younger, they're offered roles, multiple roles, and multiple opportunities to get in front of the camera. But in roles that are, I don't want to say they're degrading, but they're just beneath the talent of the actor. You know, Chadwick had plenty of opportunities to be thugs or drug dealers or, or whatever it else may be. And he, but he knew that that's not what his goal was. And he knew that if he took that role, then when the third good Marshall comes along and then Chala comes along, taking that quick role over here may have prevented him from getting to his ultimate goal. So he was able to see that way back then when like a lot of young, hungry black actors, you're, you're being fed stuff that you don't really want to do. And some actors have to take it just to work. Chadwick knew I'm going to do the work I want to do so I can become the actor I want to be. And I just, I respect his foresight and seeing that this, the decisions that he made in the, in the early part of his career uh, definitely led him to the man he ended up becoming on screen. No, definitely, and and that's in a lot of a lot of careers too. You know, for for female actors, for uh, female models, for female females in the media, all kinds of things. Clayton, in, in terms of the, you're, you're telling us he did seven films in four years, which is pretty phenomenal. Yeah. That's very and, unusual. Yes, and and his gifts aren't done yet. Obviously, uh, earlier this year, he was in the Five Bloods from Spike Lee. He's going out his unreleased movie. Uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, an, right. an August Wilson play. He's going out on the words of August Wilson. And my sources, the early word is that he was he was going to be a, a force this year, especially as we get to Oscar and Academy Awards. So this is prior to him, you know, of what happened this weekend. He, he is going to have such an impact uh, this year when people discover him in this film. He stars alongside Viola Davis. is being released by Netflix. I mean, anyone who knows what happened with Heath Ledger and Peter Finch and Oscar history, watch out. Chadwick Boseman's work is not done yet. He's going to offer more to us this year. And if anything, he's going to offer an, the die empty a uh, phrase from Chuck, man, like hit the nail on the head. Like he's still, he's still emptying out the, the stuff right now. Just, you know? going, like, going, just going, on going on and on and on and on. It's going to continue. 
No, absolutely, David. In terms of the, you know, in, ter- in terms of the other other projects that are going to come out of this after seeing the success, especially with Black Panther, and seeing, you know, there was a thing for a while. Okay, a, a black actor could be a, you know, like a, in a supporting role, but not the not the star. This kind of turns that whole old antiquated racist notion on its head. So do you think this is going to open up the open up the pathway for more black superheroes, more more movies like this too? Uh, I believe so. We all know uh, Hollywood is can be sequel land at times, and that's because there are not a lot of ideas. Part of the reason that comics have really exploded into movies is because it gives these big places like Warner Brothers and Disney uh, a treasure chest of story-creating content. Um, the Black Panther's financial success was undeniable, a $200 million opening weekend in the United States, a billion dollars overall worldwide. Uh, those numbers speak volumes. Uh, not... The thing is, though, there are only so many characters, again. So what I do think it will inspire uh, both Marvel Studios, who very soon may be giving us a Black Captain America with Anthony Mackie when that Disney Plus series debuts, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, I think that we're on the right path. Um, but I also think that the expectation was that we were going to get through two, three, or maybe even four Black Panther movies and then kind of see who would be the next in line. And now we don't know if that's even a possibility to happen. So I I think we're just going to have to wait and see. Clayton, what do you think your expert opinion? Uh, Is this going to change the, is this going to change what's, what's possible for everybody, especially for black actors? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's already been writers and directors. Yeah. It's already been moving in that direction. And I I said uh, in in an interview uh, recently, complacency is always our worst enemy. It's, it's the root, it's the root of, of progression. It's the stopper of progression. Um, I I think we're moving really well in that direction. Um, I think more access is being given to uh, black filmmakers, black stars. Uh, We still need to check the producers every now and again, because they sometimes they forget and we have to remind them. Uh, politely to please include everyone in, in, the, in these conversations. But I, I see, uh, I see a good future for, for, for cinema. And, and I don't think um, it's going to be always concrete knowing that we're always going to be, we're always going to have a seat at the table. Our political climate has shown history can repeat itself very easily. And change, However, change very quickly too. Right. Yeah. But I think as we continue to educate people and people become exposed to these uh, these uh, different cultures and questions and, and all these uh, types of items, we're going to see the we're going to see what we want to happen. It's, it's, it's going It'll to happen. Positive, we have to stay a, with a positive move. Chuck, final Let's word. Have full. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I, I, my final word is um, Chadwick lied to me. I saw him in 2015, <laughs> and then, this is a funny story, but I, I was at the All-Star Game in New York, the NBA All-Star Game, and uh, he, he rode the train from the Barclays back to Manhattan. We were all on the train. And I was, you know, by that point, Black Panther was just a, a rumor. But I asked him straight up. I didn't say who I was or I was friends or anything. And I asked him straight up. And I said, are you playing the Black Panther? And he just smiled. It was that, you know, that classic smile. And he said, nah. <laughs> so, so I just want to salute Chadwick. He's, 
you know, he is one of the greatest, you know, um, you know, actors, um, humanitarians, uh, people to ever grace this planet. And um, for someone with really a, a short career to impact us in this way, is extraordinary. Man, give him the biggest resounding uh, 21 gun salute. Exactly. David, David, final, final word on this. Your, your takeaway, what's always going to stay with you from Chadwick's life and his, his legacy? Chadwick uh, became an icon while playing icons. Um, I think, as Clayton was saying, you know, with the next movie he has coming out, you, you were going to, first of all, Chadwick's more than just a superhero actor. He's got incredible range. We all know that. But you know, he delivered every single time. He delivered with Jackie. He delivered with Thurgood. And I'm someone who am old enough. I remember when there was no internet and your crazy uncle was telling you that Wesley Snipes was going to be the Black Panther and Spike Lee was going to direct it. That was like the big rumor that was always in all the Black cookouts back in the day. So <laughs> I, I, I waited for this movie for a very, very long time. And I remember how I felt the first time I saw the trailer. I remember how I felt... I initially did not want an African-American to play Black Panther. I remember telling Reggie Hudlin, who wrote Black Panther comics for years, they should get an actor from Africa to play him because Hollywood has a really big problem with, especially with Latinos, like, you know, J-Lo playing Selena. J-Lo's not Mexican, but in Hollywood, it's like, oh. Right, right, exactly. Like, every, right, they don't understand there's different countries and cultures in Africa. You know, I, I wake up every night in a cold sweat thinking they're going to cast a Dominican to play Roberto Clemente because that's just Hollywood's track record in right. a nutshell. Right. So. To say that, um, well, the point I was trying to make was I, I initially had that thought, but I remember saying, okay, if they're not going to get an African actor, if they're going to get an African-American, it better be Chadwick. And so when Chadwick, when they announced it in 2014 that he got the role, because he'd already proven that he can handle it, he'd already proven that he can do it. Right. So I'm someone who I waited for that movie for a long time and for it to deliver the way it did. And it basically made me feel like a kid the whole time I was watching it. Um, I will always appreciate Chad for that. All right. Well, guys, I want to thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Speed Soldiers. Clayton Davis, Chuck Creekmer, and David Betancourt, we appreciate your time and your insight. And thanks for spending time with us. This is Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. Remember, use your mind. It's your best weapon. I hope it's your only weapon. Let's push for peace, love, and justice for all.